Oh, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto, frantically trying to find the timer. Here we are, back, back, back again. Hello, everybody. It is a pleasure to be back for another week um, uh, live and in person. If you are a subscriber to my Patreon page, you are watching me live and in person now, even though I did not advertise it because uh, I got a call back out of nowhere and it got really busy. Um, but we're here, we're only a little bit late, and I'm very, very excited about this week's show, and I hope that you're just as excited as I am, uh, but before we get to excitement, well, no, this is also exciting, yeah, today is a full-rounded show of excitement, uh, a little bit of office work real quick, a little bit of business to attend to, um, now, no stranger that the Tony Soto show has been a little off since uh, the start of the year. Um, uh, I have been, I've been manning the ship a lot by myself. And uh, I just wanted to officially announce that I am going to continue doing uh, the show alone. I have since told Miss Diana D. Luna and Maxwell Esposito that I know that our lives have gotten busy. Um, uh, what with Diana's baby and uh, Ma uh, Maxwell's new job opportunities. So I've just decided moving forward that I'm going to continue doing the show in this format, which is me one-on-one -on -one with you, the listener, and of course, my guests. I've enjoyed it so far. Uh, I think that this is a lot of fun. I think that I can get a little deeper into uh, my conversations with my guests. And I hope that you like it a little bit more. We'll see. We'll see. Let me know. Like, give me some feedback. I mean, I always say that I want you to subscribe to the iTunes page and rate it and leave a comment. I truly want that to happen. So that way I know if you are even liking the show, even if you are at all engaged at all. But um, so the way that the scheduling is going to work now, because I, you know, uh, at the beginning of the year, I was talking about how I was going to uh, stop in September and then uh, come back in the next year. Well, I'm going to throw that all out the window. I'm going to take the summer off, y'all. So we're going to have new Tony Soto shows until the end of April. Uh, sans the week, I'm going to be in San Francisco. So we have basically after this one, two more shows. Uh, and then I'm going to take the summer off. But I'll be back again with more exclusive interviews with wonderful, artistic, queer fucking people starting in September. Starting in September. That's the plan. So uh, you're not getting rid of me. I'm still here, uh, which is good. It feels good to be here because I'll tell you, y'all, I've had some moments. I had some moments recently where uh, uh, has depression just ever snuck up on you? Has it ever just been like, oh, shit. I've been laying in this bed for 12 hours. That can't be good. Uh, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like that's where she is. I think I'm officially coming out of a depression that I didn't know I was in uh, until I was in it. And uh, boy, that was, I, 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 I feel like there's certain adjustments that are happening uh, for people since COVID. And um, although like, I mean, I, oh, 
So things are different. Schedules are different. Work is different uh, with this uh, new show format with the Tony Sutter show. Here's what I find myself doing a lot of the time. I find myself because I am a content creator and basically self-produced, I am making my own stuff all the time, every day. I am talking to a little green dot on my Mac computer into the ethos, hoping that someone's listening. But then not only am I recording it, then I'm also re-listening to it, editing it, like any kind of promos for learning the words, bitch. Could it possibly be that I'm sick of myself? Has the time come? Has the time come that Tony Soto is officially sick of himself and sick of hearing his own voice? So he's depressed as a result. <laughs> oh, I hope not. I always said I'm my biggest fan. And if I've lost that, then bitch, there ain't no hope. I am pretty excited though. Honestly, I have, uh, I have been, I got a new agent at the beginning of the year and I'm going to tell you that agent has been sending me out and I'm grateful. I know that, I know that like, you know, I've been going out for auditions. I think I auditioned last week four auditions in five days, which is awesome. And I'm super thrilled by this, but you know, here's the thing about, uh, uh, being a nighttime, a nightlife entertainer, you know, who, um, who has been conditioned to appreciate instant gratification. Instant, I want it immediately. I want to hear the applause. I want to hear the laughter. Like I want the hugs, like I want it immediately. And uh, when you start working and you start going off and auditioning and trying to get acting work, I mean, you go, you do your thing and then you don't hear a fucking thing. I mean, unless you get the job, you don't hear a thing. So I maybe that is also wearing on myself. I'm vulnerable right now is what i'm saying she's 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 fresh skinned everybody and i don't know where it's even coming from i truly don't i truly don't everything's fine like everything is good right now life is life is relatively grand it's like like if you remember when earlier in the tony soda show uh during pandemic i said i will not be happy until I'm able to cancel plans again. And, uh, you know, by all intents and purposes, I'm there. I'm canceling plans right and left. Oh, I'm maybeing and then knowing immediately. I should be absolutely thrilled. You know, it, I always say, I'm like, listen, I don't really want to hang out with people, but I really want them to check in and see how I'm doing. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? My God. Listeners, learn the words, bitch, is officially going to San Francisco. San Francisco listeners, if you are listening to me, if I have fans in San Francisco, I really hope that I see you at the Oasis on 420. Um, the show is going to be at 11 p.m. It's going to be a good time. It is a lip sync competition that anybody can do. In, out of drags, come serve looks, be really gay. I don't care. Come and plain clothes. It's just a lot of fun. And uh, so Maxwell and I are... Um, are going to be there on 420 and i want to officially announce our judges uh for the learn the words bitch at oasis now one of the original ogs and by og i mean obviously gay 
competitors that started uh, and became an icon at Learn the Words, bitch. Tito Soto will be doing one of our will be one of our guest judges, and uh, a fabulous little queen who I am excited to meet, who co-hosts Princess with Tito. Uh, Lisa Frankenstein will also be judging Learn the Words Bitch at Oasis in San Francisco on 420. So guys, tickets are on sale now and they are only $10. So I really, really hope that if um, I have people who uh, appreciate me in SF that I see you at Oasis because I want to meet you. I want to meet you. I want to get out there more and I want to meet you and I want to I want to see why you have such terrible taste in drag queens and uh, podcast hosts. <laughs> I kid, I'm amazing. Oh, I wish I looked better. I wish I looked better for my guest today because she's fucking gorgeous. And you all are going to see how gorgeous she is. And it's borderline homophobic because I just came from um, a, a callback where I had to be in full drag and then I had to like take it all off. And I've been, you know what? Stop complaining, Tony. Be goddamn grateful. Be goddamn grateful. You know what? You're beautiful. Look, I'm going back to Clinton in May. I cannot wait to see what 42 looks like there. You know what I mean? I need, maybe that's what I need. Maybe that's what I need, world. I need to get back to Clinton so I can see what 42-year-olds look like in Clinton, Illinois. No offense to any of my friends that are 42 that listen to me in Clinton. I love you. Um, but I got to see what it looks like. I got to see... Like, I gotta know that the money I'm spending on Botox and fillers is worth it. I need it. I need to, because here's the thing. In LA, I'm still just old. You know, in LA, I'm still just old. But uh, I think my little road trip back to Illinois will make me realize that, yes, I am indeed still old, but I look fresh. And that's what it's all about. Uh, before we go to break, I gotta talk about some bitches real quick and I hate to do it and I hate to use that term. No, I don't, because these girls are bitches. Um, I need to talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Lauren Boebert, uh, who are two junior senators um, out of some, I think one's Colorado and I think one is something backwater, Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, one of those ones that you don't wanna go to on any given day. But um, so recently, now now it's no secret these two morons are in the news because they don't know what they're doing. They're really bad at their jobs. They don't even really have jobs. And um, uh, they want to be the thorn in the side of government because it's like the stupider Tea Party. I mean, if you are of a certain age, you know the Tea Party. The Tea Party was given us to, given to us by um, the, I believe it was the, uh, the, the uh, Gore-Bush election into the uh, Obama uh, 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 Bush election or whatever. I don't know. Fucking goddamn it. I am out of it. But anyway, this isn't my political show. But um, anyway, so stupid Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now, you know that like this don't say gay bill and like, uh, and then, you know, we have Ketanji uh, Brown Jackson, who's uh, going to be on the Supreme Court. Um, there's a lot of, pedophile talk going around in washington on the on the right side they are they are really on the hunt for pedophiles and uh so a couple of republicans have broke rank and are actually going to uh support the nomination of katanji uh uh justice katanji and brown jackson and uh so marjorie of course tweets that they are pedophile sympathizers and blah 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 and i'm like you know it's always the weird, weird religious Christian conservatives that are the ones that are 
fiddling with kids if we really look at it. You know, a Democrat, when we go to a pizza shop, I know you don't want to believe it, but we're there for pizza. You know, we want to eat the pizza. Um, and then we go move on to Bobert, which is from Colorado. Some, I mean, probably population three. Who knows? Colorado, like, unless you're in Bridgeport or uh, Denver, are you there? So this bitch is coming out and uh, and talking about the uh, don't say gay bill. And she's like, I think that there should be an age requirement to come out. I think that it should be 21 or older if you want to come out of the closet. Well, you know what, bitch? If, that, if we're going to start policing natural feelings and shit like that, you fucking bitch. And I also want age requirements on fucking religious indoctrination. You know what I mean? If a young queer person can't be openly queer until they're 21, then you cannot be openly Christian or uh, any other assorted bullshit cult uh, until you're 21. All right. Let's just keep if, if the gayness is a foolishness, let's just keep all the foolishness to 21 and up, because let's face it, brains haven't developed till you're 25 and you are indoctrinating these poor kids who by all, could probably be like, you know, really great liberals, you know, but no, no, no. You got to feed them all this religious bullshit and nonsense. And then you come out hating gays anyway. This is so stupid. This is the thing. And this is why like, I'm hoping, you know, Republicans are very confident right now. I want y'all to know that they're very confident. They think they're going to take the House and the Senate. And Biden's doing a good job. Look, we're all poor. Inflation is happening. But listen, let us not forget that obviously things were going to become inflated because we just had a pandemic and our supply chain was broken. Like, we buy everything out of out from this country. This is, this is our fault. If we weren't so beholden to China and Taiwan and Korea... Perhaps we'd be getting our shit more after we wouldn't be spending so much fucking money. But what do I know? It's just annoying. Like these two bitches need to just, I'm saying, and I don't think that, I don't even think they're up for re-election for another two years. So I, I, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but could you imagine like two more years of this nonsense? And they think they're really fucking serving. That's the thing too. They really think they're serving. Like they're, they really like, these are the type of bitches who will like say nonsense that doesn't make any sense. And then I like, cross their arms like, yeah. Bitch, fuck you. All right. Well, anyway, guys, you know that I am recapping uh, uh, the very fun show, Hot House on Out TV. Please, now, first of all, Out TV, we need to have a talk about your fucking uh, platform because I'm paying you the $2.99 or $3.99 a month. So I'm going to need you to like log me on and let me watch. It has been a struggle. It has been a struggle. Like I, I go to log on to the out TV and it's like, uh, you have to be a member to, uh, to watch this stuff. I'm like, I am girl. I just look at the receipt. I just, just saw it. But anyway, hot house on out TV, uh, looking for the next sexual queer icon. And uh, we've had a few of the contestants so far. And uh, I'm very, very excited because our guest today is fabulous. She's plant-based pussy, baby. Don't ever forget it. Uh, we have Sapphire on the show. So uh, we'll be right back. Tony Soto Show. All right, everybody. If you know me, you know I love recapping shows about sexy stuff. And so I have been recapping Hot House on out TV, and uh, have been um, uh, uh, 
uh, happy enough to get some fabulous contestants to come and talk to us. And today is no different because this is, she, I mean, she's stunning. How can you not, one of the most likable characters on a reality television show, um, honestly authentic. And, uh, and I don't even really know the gal, but we're going to get to know her. So let's give it up for Sapphire. Hello. I can't still to this day with the look. <laughs> She, she came and she served. Hello. Thanks for the people. Oh my Thanks God, you people. look stunning. Thank you so much for joining the Tony Soto show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Um, so wait, uh, were you listening before we brought you on? Were you, were you? Yes. Do, do I was you, tuned in, I was tuned in. Do you deal with depression? Does it sneak up on you? Is this something that you worry about oh. as well? you know we're like besties (laughs) unfortunately but the more I learned to just be like okay I'm kind of like depressed today I'm gonna take a depression nap and cuddle with my cat the more I'm able to better navigate it but yeah me depression and anxiety anxiety that's my girl oh see I I don't I don't think I'm anxious I don't think that I'm anxious but I just I, I feel like um sometimes I'll just wake up and be like have I been in bed for three days? Like, mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm. when did I buy Pop Tarts? Like, why are there wrappers everywhere? Like, when did I leave the house? It up on you. Absolutely. Sure. Well, so thank you again for coming on the show. I'm so excited to talk to you because I'm not kidding. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass when I say that, like, you come off very genuine. Um, and, and, and I think like it's easy, especially in this environment for this show specifically mm-hmm. for us, for uh, the, the cast to come off genuine because it just seems so comfortable in that yeah. clear space. You seem like you all yeah. accustomed to it very quickly. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't easy at all. Like it was like, okay, these some strangers. And then by like the first time, I was like, oh, these are my people. Like it was just a very fluid energy going through. Like it was, it was so comfortable. 100%. Are you good with strangers? Is that something that like you're fine? Can you do that? I think externally I'm good with strangers, but internally the anxiety, I'm like. But I'm an Aquarius sun, Libra moon, and those are like two very social placements. So I am a social person, but I think mentally sometimes I'm like tripping the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, do you identify as queer, lesbian? Like what, what, what's the tea? Recently, I decided to just identify as queer. Um, before, like when I first came out, I was like, okay, I'm bisexual. And then by the time I hit college, I was like, okay, no, I'm totally pansexual. And now I'm like, no, I'm just queer. Like I'll date anybody queer. I just don't want to date any cis like hetero men. Like that's just a big nar. Oh, so the, but, so, oh, so the cisgender gentlemen are out. None of that. No, none of that. they can be my they can be my tricks. You know, they can they can be my subs. We can have you know a great relationship in that regard. But as far as like serious romance. Oh, okay. Well, so tell me about coming up in Philly as a queer person, as someone, I, I mean, I, I only really know um, the Heinz Stadium because mm. I've been yeah. to Philly when I worked travel and tour in Chicago. I worked for Broadway in Chicago mm. and uh, and I got to go to a convention there. So I only really know Ooh. the Heinz Stadium. Okay. So I'm originally from Pittsburgh, but I've been living in Philly for about six years. And I feel like Philly is really where I was able to hone in on my queerness. 
because like I remember I had my first crush on a girl when I was in 10th grade and I had a boyfriend at the time (laughs) awkward it was a battle for me to even understand or receive that about myself because you know I grew up I had like gay neighbors Larry and Joe love them grew up watching drag race with my mom so like I was exposed to queerness but I was never exposed to like any lesbian relationships never knew that I could be queer that was like oh that's just like an option for me like okay so when I had my first crush I had texted one of my lesbian friends and I was like Alex I like this girl and like and she was like you just like people and I was like oh but being you know straight my whole time in Pittsburgh wasn't necessarily received a lot of people thought I was just because when I finally did openly be like I like girls it was after me and my boyfriend had broke up you just jaded yeah. oh they just yeah. did you wrong yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They're like oh you just got your heart broken I'm like y'all didn't know I was about to cheat on him though like, <laughs> 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 I, I was <laughs> so um now uh, you were vocal about your family upbringing and how your uh, mother was very educational forward yes. and whatnot. Now, yes. did that did that kind of conservatism also bleed over? How does she accept you now as the queer, sexually open person that you are? Woo! You know, it's it's been an ongoing journey. Because um, even when I came out as queer, she, she didn't receive it well. Um, and I remember there was a point like where I had blocked my mom's phone number and like we were beefing for a little bit. Um, so I think there was a point where it was definitely like a don't ask, don't tell. I was like, okay, I'm just not going to talk about like anything queer. Let's like not talk about anything under the LGBTQ, none of the letters. We're going to talk about none of the, le- none of the letters. <laughs> um, but leading up to when the show dropped, unfortunately, um, one of my sisters was killed. Um, so literally like eight oh my days god I'm so sorry thank you yeah it's been a rough journey but it did give me a space with my mom to just be more open about the show and open about being a sex worker and it was one of the first times in a while where I felt like oh this is like my old mom this is like my mom who loved drag race and was into all of that and the girls in the gag so I think just me explaining to her where I'm coming from and how my queerness is just me and how me being sexually expressive isn't because I want attention or need it but because it took me a long time to get comfortable in my own body like growing up I was chubby and I got you know teased for being chubby so I would say up until but I'm 24 now honestly not until I was about 21 22 that I finally started to heal the relationship with my body so now that I'm here I'm like oh y'all gonna see me y'all look good absolutely <laughs> queen. every so, cheek <laughs> so wait were you keeping the show a secret until the tragedy happened yeah yeah I mean <laughs> so I had told her you know mom I booked this show I'm going to film this show and she was like okay just be safe like are you sure it's legit like they're not gonna have you doing porn on somebody's couch <laughs> Legit question. Legit question. I was just very anxious about talking to her about it. And I definitely didn't want to tell her before filming because I didn't want anything that she said to to throw me off my A game. So I had, you know, planned on telling her at some point because I didn't want her to find out from somebody else. But definitely through grief and through loss, it gave me the bravery to just like, here's the tea, girl. Like, 
I have an OnlyFans. Remember that time you said none of your daughters got an OnlyFans? <laughs> Wrong. I got one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so how many siblings do you have? Oh, uh, let's see. That's a lot of us. Jerry, Jeff, Oh, damn. Five. Oh, shit. <laughs> so my mom, on my mom's side, it's just me and my sister that transitioned. And then my dad, he got three baby mamas. So that's where <laughs> God, that's where all the other siblings come from. Yeah, I yeah, see, yeah. I see, I see. Um, now you may know you you made no secret about it on the show. Uh, you had that really fun moment with Saint in Cash uh in the bedroom about your spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um and um so tell me how spirituality plays a part in your life and how that journey has been uh with you know your sexual expression and everything mm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my spirituality is just my grounding base, my, my core. Um, and I became, well, first, I never grew up in like a religious household. Like my mom, she grew up in a Christian household and it's something that never really aligned with her. She sounded and, you know, like an intellectual. Up, she sounds like my type yeah, of yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. She was like, I don't, I don't know about this. Um, and you know, my mom growing up, she always had tarot decks and like astrology books and all these things. It was just very natural. Um, but I never pried about it. I was like, okay, that's her thing. I just knew not to touch the tarot cards and she never had to tell me not to touch them. But like my intuition was like, we shouldn't be touching those. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, it wasn't about until I would say 2018, I started to become more curious about like astrology and spirituality. And then in 2019, it was just like a rough year. Like every season, it was just something. So at that point, I was kind of at my wit's end and I was like, I don't know what else to do. So like, I'm just going to give it up to my ancestors and to divine spirit. And around the same time, my mom was strengthening her spirituality and starting to embrace embrace that part of herself that, you know, she kind of kept low because she always felt like she was different, but Uh didn't really know how to navigate that. So as she was doing that, I was doing that. And then our journey sort of merged. So here I come with the astrology knowledge. And then here she comes with like the root work and herbs and all this other stuff. So I love that root work. I just recently got COVID has made me get more in tune to like moon cycles and stuff like that. And I do candle stuff. Like, you know, Mm. I think I think like basically because I'm a I'm a staunch atheist uh when it comes Mm. to like any kind of like uh uh man-made deity. Mm -hmm. But like uh, I, I think that I think that the and I don't really like the word spirituality either, but like uh, I, I think yeah. that like I think that the um, it encourages you to focus, and I think that's important. It must have been refreshing though to have a yeah. mother who didn't question your queerness on a religious basis. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Like she might question it for like other reasons. Yeah, but- it wasn't like you're going to hell. It's just she's just like yes, I don't want I know, my daughter to be a slut. But it was definitely very refreshing and to just be able to call her with like a problem. And she's like, okay, do you have this? You have this, you need to get this, this, that, and the third. Um, and even with my sister's transition, I I know for certain that our spirituality is what's keeping us grounded and just reminders that we are so much more than our human vessels. Like I always say our human bodies are just like the car that our spirit is driving. So to have that constant reminder is what, what keeps me grounded. Are you a reincarnation believer? Do you believe in reincarnation? Or do you think that like uh, after this, then you're on a different kind of journey or whatever? I 
I believe in reincarnation to the extent of if there's something in your past life that hasn't been resolved enough. Like I a thousand ah. percent know that my soul has been on this stupid ass planet Earth plenty of times. Like I can feel it in a way that I'm like, I'm tired of being on this planet. Yeah, I hope I get a different so planet committed. next time. You know, yeah. I said a different dimension. Yeah, I like, would, yeah. Can oh. I get something completely different? Because this is not serving. It's a, it's not, it's not giving. <laughs> like like <laughs> so if we're talking about, if we're talking about the history of the Earth as we know it, like as as far as our knowledge knows it, it's been pretty shitty. Um, uh, so. <laughs> How does uh, sexy, spiritual... Oh, wait, no, I want to talk about this real quick because one of my favorite episodes was episode two with the, 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 the porn uh, scene. Is that, is that right? The porn scene with uh, men.com? And uh, you were like, yeah, you're like, yeah. uh, you're like, I have a theater background. And I'm like, no, I'm like, no, <laughs> no, Sapphire, don't talk about your theater background in a porn scene. Yes. I, I was like, she's yes. got her triggers and heaps. She's got her moment yes. before. She is ready to go. Absolutely. <laughs> so how does a sexy spiritual actress find out about Hot House? I literally found out on Cupcake's Twitter. Like I just have always followed Cupcake on Twitter and I was just scrolling and um that's when like she had finally announced the show and I was like, oh, I like clicked on it. I was like, hmm, it'd be a shame if I auditioned. And then my one friend was like, that it would. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna fucking do it. <laughs> that's amazing. Just like that. That's you know, I you know, I'm not familiar with Cupcake uh uh too much uh prior to the show, but I Honestly, she's coming off as a bit of a prude. If I can live my my, my truth, she's she's a little bit of a prude. Like she's all like, I don't want to see Scratch's dick. I don't want to see his butthole. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what do you mean? You don't want to? Like, yeah. Get, like, like yeah. If, if you can talk about your bald pussy, then he can put his thumb up his asshole. You know what I mean? Like it all <laughs> seems like basic math to me. But I'm not good at numbers. I was also a theater major. <laughs> Uh, well, listen, we're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to talk about Hot House. We'll be right back. Woo! Tony Soto Show. All right, we are back with the show, and we are talking to Sapphire from Hot House, available on Out TV. Do you have an Out TV subscription, Sapphire? Do they give you one? I do. Did they give I you made one my or own. You... Oh, I yeah. made my own because I don't like waiting on people to do things. Does it let you <laughs> log on like immediately? Because I'm having troubles. I'm yeah. having I'm, I'm I'm having troubles with it. Like I watch it on my computer, um, mm. and I log on, and then I go to click Hot House episode three because that was the last one I mm. recount, and uh, it was like you have to have a membership. I was like, I'm logged on. Like what the hell? Anyway, mm. you're not Hold with on. IT, so my my complaint is not with you. <laughs> but if you know somebody, <laughs> let them know I'm looking. Um, Noted. So tell me what the vibe was like. I mean, you kind of mentioned it uh, at the beginning. You so the, the stranger aspect, but like, I'm on episode three, and you all seem horny. Like, <laughs> like, am I right with that? Yes, I personally was not that horny. Like, I always say, I can turn my pussy off when I have to do something and focus i'm like no girl we're not we're not not today but there was definitely a lot of horny energy going on and even me and cash like cash is gay i'm like into women and we had this weird sexual chemistry that like i don't know 
it's it's literally i i did not include that on this uh on the list of questions we we're gonna do because i was like no i just want to ask her fresh i was like there was chemistry happening yeah. and first of all the conversation that you guys had by the pool where you shoved your foot in his mouth and and you're so funny you could tell you were raised with some shame because you're like people could be watching it's like yeah girl there's a camera on you like i mean like, yeah. like yeah a lot of people are watching uh yeah. you're you are worried about the immediate you're like someone from production could be watching us i was I was worried about my girlfriend at the time because that bitch was possessive as fuck. We dumped her. But I was worried about her because I was like, I'm not going to hear the end of this. (laughs) (laughs) Because Cash is sexy. I mean, I'm telling you, like, I I was like, I I didn't know, like, I've been saying to everyone, I Googled her. I Googled Cash. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, work. I did. I did. I learned. I learned. Uh, but, but no, like that was like, like, I, I really felt like there was like, because there were there were at least two moments and I'm only on mm-hmm. episode three that it was like, oh, those people do they are y'all kissing in the empty room since they made you all sleep in one. <laughs> I was sleeping. I ain't gonna spill nobody tea, but it was that a lot of energy. You know, you put a lot of sex positive people in a room. We all fine. It's even if you're like you're not really my type but you you kind of sexy like yeah yeah I'm a, I'm a bisexual so i'll try everything at least once it's it's you know how all the bachelorettes and bachelors fall in love with that <laughs> one person they're trapped in one house they've got no one else to talk to um now did you like the group i mean you have a lot of siblings but did you like the group communal living in the one room because yeah you did? I was, it was, it was, it was regular regular to me. Especially Everyone seemed like it was fine. That would have been my problem. I'm a hard sleeper. So once I'm asleep, I'm out. Like, oh, I'm done. Oh, <laughs> word. Literally, someone could have been fucking in that room and I would literally would have no idea because Sapphire's in her dreams. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she is reassessing. She is talking to the fucking spirits. She is getting Whatever. ready for tomorrow. That's right. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So tell us plant based pussy. She doesn't eat meat. Is this what we're talking about? Yes. 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 No meat, no dairy, none of that. None of that. No dairy. Four years now. How many? Four. Wow. Like what yeah. made you come off of meat? Is it the spiritual thing? Do you feel yeah. like, is it, is it because, uh, I mean, listen, I completely believe that cows um, are one of the smartest, most in, in, mm-hmm. in pigs. I, I listen, I believe that they have feelings. I believe yeah. that they know what's happening to them when they're being slaughtered, but I will not discount their taste. <laughs> For me, it was like, so prior to, I became plant-based March, 2018. And prior to, I had like tried giving up meat for months and it was like very difficult. But growing up, I never ate pork. My mom did not fuck with the pork. We were not doing that. Barely ate red meat. It was just like chicken and seafood. And that's um, easy to give and up. Then, you know. Yeah, and it's I, not a and, burger. You know, and I'm the type of person like I, if I'm going to give something up, like I need a clean cut. So basically at the time, you know, I was going through grief. One of my grandmothers had passed and I had gained a whole lot of weight in college from depression and just eating good. Um, So I did this fast called the Daniel fast, which is basically like one of the most like clean eating you can do, like no extra sugar and shit, like very, very strict. And I did that for three weeks and I lost 10 pounds and my skin cleared the fuck up. So literally from that day, I was like, oh, I'm vegan now. Like it was no going back after that. And I didn't anticipate staying vegan either. But after that, I was like, 
oh yeah we're doing this yeah <laughs> i mean like my thing is is like i try to do all the organic grass-fed stuff if i'm mm. going to eat meat yes. and dairy yes. because yes. like like i wanted to be i i'm a believer that what i eat should be eating what they eat what they need exactly to like exactly. not this corn stuff right now fuck girl you have had a lot of grief you have had a lot i mean even on this show itself you're a fierce yeah. competitor in the show but you faced some trials when you learned that a relative had passed away while you were filming the show what's yeah. happening queen child i don't know i didn't lose like i didn't have to experience a lot of grief growing up but ever since like 20 i would say was it 15 yeah, that's when I experienced like the first major loss. And then after that, it's just been like both my grandmothers, my great aunt, now my sister, like. <sighs> was leaving an option? Was leaving an option? Uh, or were you like, I'm going yeah. to see this to the end? No, it was definitely an option. Like that was, that was kind of my first reaction. Well, actually my first reaction was disassociation because it happened. I found out right before my cam show. And like, again, having a theater background, I'm like, the show must go on. So I did my show, yeah. you know, I did my show. And then right after I called my mom and that's when like it hit me and I started bawling and crying. And my mom said to me, she said, I want you to stay right where you're at and keep doing what you came there to do. And I was like, heard you. Cause my mom knows how I am. I will drop ship. I'm out. I got to go be with my mom. Like I'm out. But she was like, no, I want you. I want you to stay there. So it was her encouragement that had me like, all right, I don't care to win anymore. I don't give a fuck. But I do have all these costumes and y'all are going to see them. <laughs> okay. Now, did you feel a disconnect during your cam show? Like, what was that like for you? I mean, just getting that news. I mean, I know I know, there's something about like leaving your garbage at the door, but that's hard mm -hmm. to do. Did you feel a disconnect yeah. during that? I just didn't have a lot of energy. I was just like, all right, <laughs> hello. Like, I definitely wasn't, because I'm already not a super high energy person. Like, I vibe on a more like chill frequency. But it was even harder to try to get like excitable when I'm like trying to just be like, all right, we're going to pretend we didn't read that text. We're going to pretend we didn't see that. So it was definitely an internal battle, which is why it was hard for me to even be like, ah! Can you communicate with, uh, do you enjoy communicating with nobody? Like I, I'm, I was saying in the first segment, like, <laughs> like my job is to talk into the ethos. Basically, I spend a lot mm -hmm. of time looking at a little circle and not really having instant gratification. Are you able to do that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think the performer in me can, can get it done, can do that. But yeah, I, I think COVID really taught performers yeah. it's like listen if you were an in-person performer before covid and you didn't assimilate to uh talking to a webcam uh i mean what were you doing because like luck. that's all that's a long time <laughs> to wait and and but now i kind of feel like talking to real people in real life is a little more it's, difficult it's strange it's, it's strange. bizarre <laughs> it's yeah. bizarre when you're like i can't just like all right bye like hang up but you know i had to do an improv class over zoom my last semester of college so doing that i was like oh i can do anything now oh honey i paid for an improv class too over zoom during covid and i was yeah, like yeah i was like i don't think these teachers are being all that honest to some of these people like it's like i i need i i want i'm from the old school of theater mm -hmm. where i'm like um uh 
you're going to be told if you're not, if it's not working, like if you're not yeah. doing well, you're going to be told that maybe it's not the right fit for you. And uh, they weren't doing that during COVID. I don't know if they ever do that. They're like, we're grateful for your money. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> because you, because you got that, uh, that uh, terrible news and you did not do the best during your cam for uh, uh, challenge that was only told to New York. Yeah. So she could come in and, and talk. So that was never told to the judges until when? Until I disclosed it to them personally. And that um, was production. never aired. That was never shown on the show. Mm -hmm. So we, That was we, like, I don't even think the cameras were, were rolling at that point. Because after the, after the Inferno, like I started crying and breaking down. It was very emotionally intense on episode three with what was going on with Juju, then what was going on with me, and then me being up against Alex. Like it was very intense. So I just ended up sobbing after and that's when um cupcake and matt found out oh my god shit i completely forgot about the juju thing like what was that like to be uh, for i i did <laughs> not i did not see where they were coming from like i was like, like i talked about it in the recap show i was like i feel like especially like trans people especially and non-binary people are so accustomed to losing because mm -hmm. society is so hard on them that like they don't ever get a win that they immediately have their concession speech and mm. why their oppression is their oppression yeah. um, instead of like being like oh I, I, I won I, I, oh I don't have a thank you speech so they're, they're immediately like well I need to get my message in and that's what it felt like to me yeah like being in the room Oh my goodness, that shit was intense. Cause me, I love me some good tea, but I was not like I had not a thing. Was it out of so nowhere? Was Juju in the back at all being like, if I win, I'm gonna be pissed? No, it was. It was. There were at least for me. I mean, I don't know about the other cast members, but for me personally, I had not an inkling, not a clue that any of that was gonna happen. And like, of course, I definitely understood where Juju was coming from with was everything they were saying, but it did in that moment feel out of place and then me being a sister it was absolutely woman, out of place feel weird yeah no yeah. It, it was like well first of all like you're gonna have you're gonna be talking about uh your here's my thing and, and this uh, i i don't know how many people agree with me but um i truly believe this that that like I think that I think that I do not know that that non-binary and trans folks should be classified together because we have we have uh, Juju's non-binary uh, uh, journey, but then we have literally Fantasia, who mm -hmm. is a trans woman of color, and I'm sitting here being like, I don't think that I. I think that this yeah. is this place, and like it, it, it just seemed very odd to me. And I was just like, "Take the win, Juju," because honestly, I thought yeah. that Juju did have the best camp. No, Juju ate it up. And but I, think I that's also what it think was. that Juju did well the week before too. I thought that yeah, she and I did think a maybe that's what it was—that feeling like that wasn't recognized. Because the one thing on the show was like either you won or you were in the bottom two. Yeah. But if you were kind of in that in between, you really didn't get anything to work with. So it was kind of hard to be like, okay, so I wasn't like ass, but like, yeah, I don't <laughs> think I, I don't think that Saint deserved that win. I don't think that it should have. I, I don't think it should have went to Saint. I do you think it should have went to Juju because the thing is, is like Juju came in with a completely different character dominated the scene as yeah. a dom mm -hmm. and basically made that boy who was cheating on them in front of them be like oh your dick's the best daddy 
like that. Like, it, and also, and also, it's like I'm also like Juju. I'm sorry, but kink to me is very close to fetish. I don't see a difference. Mm. So, like, if you mm. don't want to be fetishized, then you shouldn't mm. be into sex stuff. Because I, I mean, like, granted, it's like I don't think that you should be like, oh, I only, I only want this kind of thing. But yeah. like, but like, I. I was thinking, can I be a cam model? Could I just do drag and just talk to people mm. and not touch anything, mm. just be completely painted and mm. give my opinions? Could I do that? Yeah, and, I, and if so, fetishize me. I don't care. Do it. You know, <laughs> like, give me the money. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I am. I'm like, if you're going to fetishize me, like, make it rain. Make it rain. And I, I know, especially being a Black queer femme who often tends to navigate predominantly white spaces, like, I there's a lot of like go ahead make me your fetish and make sure that wallet matches like if you're gonna do that anyway make sure your wallet matches it and that's how I feel about it yeah and that and that's your and and also like uh no and also respect fetish mm -hmm. like don't come at me like weird you know what I mean yeah. like like yeah like I mean, and also, if you're into that, I don't want to yuck your yum. But uh, to me, I want some respect. You better respect yes, okay. me. Um, but so, like, there was an awkward moment between the judges because New York knew, the judges didn't know, which I liked. I think it went on a little too long. I feel like, I feel like we should have been able to tell like like when Alex said I did get consent with that porn actor I mm -hmm. feel like I feel like we should and maybe you weren't there yet and I understand yeah. but I but I wish there was like a moment where you could have been like actually I there is a but I I I, I digress yeah. do you think because I know that New York is drama and she was like we can't do it we have to <laughs> we you know she's we're gonna cut this short love her by the way um do you think because Alex has been in trouble a lot since and he's only three episodes in in trouble every episode do you think that you would have won the the candle thing do you think that they would have sent alex home see i look at it from two different ways libra moon i mean i definitely think being that you know alex had his his strike against him um that could have worked in my favor but you know, with the way the judges were talking about it, they made it seem like I was the most boring bitch they ever met. So I know I just made it seem like I gave the people nothing. So you know what was the boring? You don't know what the most boring one was. And you like the ASMR? No. I mean, here's the thing. I think you should know what you're doing first. I don't, I don't know. Here, I'm not into it. So I don't know if it's something they do. Um, but no, I didn't get into it. Maybe it's not, it's, but it's never been my thing. And the thing is okay. like, I don't, I don't dislike, I know it's probably coming off like I, I like say it's my least favorite character on the show, which is not true. She's not at all. Um, but I was just like, I, I'm like, they're I feel like they were blowing her up for some reason and I'm like why yeah. I was like why I was like I don't I don't understand I digress let's move and on I think there, wait just one thing oh please there was definitely some I feel like unclarity of whether the goal was to be funny or to be sexy in the scene that's where I should yeah and that's why I feel like because like I thought same performance was fucking hilarious but I'm like, if the goal was to be sexy, especially from the audience's perspective, then I get where it could be like, well, I don't. Were you all watching each other from that. behind camera? Yeah, yeah. I think that then, dumb is too safe. I think dumb is easy mm -hmm. and I don't like it. I, I think a girl that mm -hmm. plays, I'm like, I don't need to hear that. 
Like that takes Valid. me out. You know what I mean? Points are made. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm old, so set in my ways. Um, so, but you obviously do stuff outside of this. Were you, let's talk about Nay Styles, because uh, yes. was this something that you were doing prior? Yes, I started that business. I started like playing around with jewelry making late 2019. And then by 2020, I was like, okay, like I'm going to do this. So, so tell yeah. us what it is. What do you do? What, what? Well, well, I actually have some on. So oh, show. oh, my God, this outfit. <laughs> Thank is you, this <laughs> just wearing around the house clothes? Is this just you? No. Is, is this like, oh, I'm just hanging out at home doing podcasts? <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes I'm either doing like extra or I'm just like butt naked or I'm just in a song. <laughs> it really depends. Do you do cam models now? Are you on cam four or anything? I was. But I haven't really honestly done any online sex work since like December. Oh, wow. I was like, I need a break because online sex work is just like a whole other. So I was like, I need a break and I want to be in the real world for a little bit. But probably when summer starts up, I'm going to go back to taking the people's money. So what have you been up to since, uh, since the show has been over? You said you wanted to be back in the world. What does that mean? Yes. Um, well, I actually have another project coming out next month that I'm super, 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 super excited for. Um, yeah, so we filmed that. Um, and then I've just been taking care of my cat because my sister had a cat, a kitty. So I, when I went home, I took him back with me. So now I'm a cat mother. Uh -huh. so I'm doing a motherly thing. Um, and then aside from making jewelry, I also am a model for an art school. So I get to be butt naked and oh, for like painting stuff. Oh yeah, I had I had friends who did that. Yeah, yeah, that's super lit. Um, yeah, my main goal has just been like grounding myself, working through my grief, so that when I am ready to be more. Yeah, bitch, you have you have been it. through it. Yeah, like this I is. I say it's like a nightmare and a dream at the same time. So I just want to make sure I give myself energy in both of those spaces. So that I can healthily, you know, navigate. I've been more sober, which is like something I never expected to do. Like booze sober? <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't drank since May of last year, like hard liquor. I'll still drink the wine, you know. I'm oh, yeah. Yeah, we still eat dinner. <laughs> We're not, you know, <laughs> but even as far as like smoking, I don't really smoke anymore. I'll eat edibles. I used to make my own edibles, actually. Oh, good. I do for a lot. You. Yeah, I love to breathe smoke. I'm white trash from central Illinois. So I like breathing smoke uh, and being unhealthy. Yeah, oh, works. <laughs> well, listen, I think that your energy is through the roof for what you've gone through. And I, mm -hmm. you are really enjoyable on the show. And I hope that my listeners are watching it because and following the Patreon. So listen to my recaps. Yeah. Did you have a good time on the show today? lit out time okay yes. i love this i love this yes. you're amazing i'm here for it do you want to tell people where they can find you on social media yes you can find me on instagram and twitter at sapphire.slay slay has two wives because i'm extra that's right bitch that's right <laughs> um that's right and support sapphire and watch the show and i hope i yeah. listen i wish you nothing but the best and uh come back on the show anytime because uh you're you're a pleasure to talk to let us know what you're doing yes. projects that you're working on when you can talk about that project come back on and talk yes. about it absolutely um, 
<laughs> All right, everyone. If you like the Tony Soto Show, please go to our iTunes page, find it, Google it, whatever, and subscribe to the show, rate it, leave a comment. That does help. Also, if you like more of me, tune into the Gay Power Half Hour. It is my weekly show with my good Judy Casey Lai. Anywhere podcasts are streamed. I am, oh, don't forget, San Francisco, learn the words, bitch is coming to the Oasis on 420. There's still plenty of time. I'll be, keep talking about it, obviously. Um, but tickets are available. Follow Learn the Words Bitch at Learn the Words Bitch on Instagram for ticket details. Oh, I think that also you can follow me on Instagram at the Tony Soto Show and on Twitter. And I think that you can link there to get tickets to Learn the Words Bitch as well. I'm going to be back again next week. So we'll see you then. Bye.